friends! G'day lads and welcome back to the Paulin Pod, new season and it's still an entryway into the minds, the souls, the hearts, the lives of the people involved in the world of Winston Hill Cricket. I'm your host Dom Philp, on the mic, not too hard, not too soft, but just right. And I'm coming to you live from the home of Club Cricket, the Mighty Pool and Ground, Winchmore Hill, N213ER. This is the fan-supported and listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. I'm giving it to you free of charge every single Friday on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts from. And the best way that you can support is to rate, review, subscribe. I know that you know how to use the internet. If you're listening to this right now, I know that you can use the internet. So don't try to pretend that you can't. Take out your phone right now, open up your Twitter app and tweet this out. Why don't you open up your Instagram app? Add this to your Instagram story. If you like what we're doing here, maybe you want to add it to your Facebook. Maybe you want to write a letter to your nan, send it by a pigeon. Maybe you want to ring your mum. Maybe you want to gather together all of your friends and family and act out the script of today's podcast as a play for your community. Hell, it's been a tough year. Everyone could use the entertainment. Outside of that, the best thing that you can do is sit back and enjoy this cracking episode. Geez, we've got a good guest for the first game of the season. I'm looking outside right now, and although the weather is wet, I'm sure that we're going to get some cricket this weekend. And to talk all about his time playing cricket at Winchmore Hill, we've got the chairman, the CEO, the man who writes the checks, the man who is in charge, Mr. Neil Avon, the boss. I talked to Neil about all of his life down at the Paulin Ground. From his time as a junior, as a young kid, we talk about his family life. We talk about his father, Bernard Avon, and his time at the club. We talk about his transition to senior cricket all the way through to hanging up the boots and moving into the board, the committee, behind the scenes, making the big calls for the club. We talk a bit about how he feels the club uh, is going at the moment, the shape that it's in, and what we need to do to move forwards from here, not just this season, but in years to come. It's a fantastic chat, and I can't wait to get stuck in to Neil Avon with you. Before we get there, though, it's time to pay the bills, guys. Pod this week is sponsored by Wrestling Should Be Fun. This is a group of nerds who live in London, wrestling fans, but they are not just covering wrestling for wrestling fans, they are trying to make the product fun again. Get around the boys over on their social media at Wrestling Should Be Fun, all one word on Instagram, or at WSBFUN on Twitter. If you're a wrestling fan, or if you have a wrestling fan in your life, or if you're just looking for a bit of a light-hearted look at popular culture, that social media is for you. Most importantly, though, the nerds have a weekly podcast on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can search at WSBF on any of those podcasting platforms, and you can find a bit of fun. Why not take a light-hearted look at the world of professional wrestling? They cover everything from current events all the way back to the 1980s and everything in between. Wrestling should be fun. Sponsors of this week's Ball and Pod. Okay, let's get into Neil Avent. But first, we've got a couple of regular segments to do. We haven't got an around the ground this week. I hope to get a little bit of content for you guys next week to bookend the show. But... What we can do is a stat man stat of the week. I'm a stat man. I'm a stat man. 
Alright, Statman Stat of the Week is back and we've got a bit of a softball for you. We've got a little bit of a half tracker. You can pump this one into the river up on top of the hill. Guys, last season for Winchmore Hill, across all forms of cricket, the leading run scorer was shared between two players. Can you name those two players? I'll give you a clue. They both scored 603 runs during the pandemic season. Who are those two players? Answer coming up at the end of the show. My friends, it is time for our main event of the evening. Introducing first and foremost, he is a Winchmore Hill legend and a local lad to boot. He was born N21. He lives N21. He eats, prays, and loves N21. This is Neil the Chairman I'm here with Neil Avent. G'day, Neil. How are you, mate? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Dom. Thank you, Dom. Uh, mate, what's been happening? How's your How's your day been? We're, we're recording this on a Thursday, so on gear, a, gearing up for... Yeah, what, what's, yeah, we've had a pretty busy week. We moved um, house last Friday after being 31 years at 63 Wellington Road. We've, we've taken the plunge and, and uh, moved, so what? it's all and... fairly exciting. And it's a big, big journey, isn't it? Where, where are you living now? Uh, Clapham or something? It, yeah, the postcode is quite interesting because obviously the club's postcode is N213ER and we're yep. N213EQ. Well, there you go. Okay. So but I'm not, not quite not, next door to the club. Is it? I'm not in, I'm not in the car park. Are you? Well, I, I, I lived there for six years. It's not the worst yeah. place in the world. Yeah. Um, did you? So, is it still Bushill Park then, or is it close no, to Winchmore? It's, it's Winchmore Hill. So, um, we're about I don't know five ten minute walk from the green. Oh, nice. Green. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. just uh, off of Woodcroft, if you know that neck of the woods, Broadwalk, then down into Woodcroft, and uh, a little left turn. What so, uh, what was the what was the response from like the family for moving? Like obviously well, the, boy, you know, the boys Harry have all left. Big, yeah, Harry being big softy was uh, I don't want to leave. You know you, you can't sell the family home. Uh, I think the other two you never get a great deal out of. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think but once Harry saw it, he was quite pleased we were moving. So you've been there for like you said thirty odd years. What yeah. did you did you grow up? Uh, around in North London, or were you, were yes, you sort of? Yes. Yeah. So, I was born in Cranage Avenue, which is um, not too far from the club. Um, and um, my parents moved to Grange Park Avenue. Um, yep. So yeah, in I don't know. I think it would have been the mid sixties, and um, uh, that's where I grew up basically. Yeah. So always a good ten, you know, just a ten minute walk from the club. Yeah. So. 
So obviously, like, uh, like Winchmore was your childhood club as well then? Yeah, I mean, it's you say childhood club, it's very much a family club. You know, my dad played over there, played yeah. uh, um, football and cricket, before, you know, sort of in the... I think he was a cult there in the 1930s before they sort of moved out. They moved down to Portsmouth for a bit. But I'm not sure whether my, my paternal granddad played. I think he did, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's just obviously been in the family and uh, we love it. Well, tell me, tell me a bit about uh, Byrne as a cricketer, because uh, I obviously he I just missed him. He, he just passed away when yeah. I arrived in the UK. And I've heard I've heard a lot about him um, as a social man and a, and a great stalwart of the club. But do you remember much of him as a cricketer? Like, did uh, I, I guess I I'll ask you if you ever played with him. Yeah, but. no, no. I, I suppose I didn't really play a, a great deal with him. But when, when I did play with him, he was very much. Um, I suppose playing the, in the seconds, which was what we called the third team at the time. It used to go ones, A's, twos, B's. So he was very much in, in the in the second team then and used to open the bowling with a very good, or his school friend, actually, Roy Morgan. And they used to sort of, still at the age of 45, 50, have this rivalry to see who would get the most wickets over the course of the season. Uh, yeah. And and it, it worked out, you know, that they were, yeah, they were both two very good bowlers. I, I think my, my, my dad was um, very committed when he played sport. Very yeah. good. I think that's that's a good word for him. He, he hated to lose and is a, a very rugged footballer by all accounts. Um, and, yeah, you know, sort of he didn't ask any quarter and no quarter was taken from him. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think he made himself into... He was taller than me. He made himself into a fast bowler. He, he was very keen on reading anything to do with with sport, both, you know, sort of sport in general, but certainly cricket and football. They, they were his two passions. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, he would do, you know, things like get, get my mother to uh, sew an extra bit of material onto his cricket shirt so it stayed in and protected his back and things like that. You know, he would just keep his back warm the whole time. Yeah. So he was, yeah, he was very focused. I think that generation was that they they lived for for sport at the weekends. Yeah, of course. Um, and and people say that about generations. I, I always wonder. I guess you can't go back too far because I suppose organised sport has only been going since sort of you know the late nineteenth century. But everyone, every generation, seems to say that the previous generation was a bit more committed to club sport, right? Does that, is that a trend? Oh, I've just noticed that. I don't know. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I think, I think it, yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. I think, I, I think they were sort of committed all, all over the club, you know, sort of if you had, if you're running four sides, the, the fourth team would pretty much be the same sort of 11, 12 blokes over the course of a season. Yeah. Where I think in, in this day and age, possibly you, you get that from your first team if they're in the top division, I think they're they're, they're pretty much committed. Um, I, I think each club has its own own identity as well. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think if you're right, Dom. There's, there is mostly more things for people to do. Where I think my parents' generation, they didn't have the spare cash to be able to go out and, you know have a few beers on a Thursday night and yeah. um, then a Friday or, or, and, you know, they, they just couldn't afford it to be quite honest. And then they, yeah. they live for their sport at the weekends. 
you don't you yeah. you haven't got and I was just thinking about your dad in that generation like he obviously he, he wasn't a military man he wasn't involved in in the no he, he was just like that. at the end of the, the war he um, he spent a bit of time in in he, he was in the air force so he was actually sent to Canada for training he was born in um, 1925. So obviously at the end of the, 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 the Second World War, he was 19 and he was just about completed his training. So yeah, he, he was lucky. He, he didn't see active service, um, yeah. but he was ready. Yeah, I mean, he, he was trained up and ready to go, so to speak, but uh, just e- about at the everyone, right time. Everyone was affected though. You know, he didn't have to be in active service, I guess. Not, not I talk like I was around, but you know what I mean? Like it's not, Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I think, think obviously- every, Everyone would have felt it. Yeah, I mean, he his, his dad was um, a tax inspector, so that they moved. Although he he was born in Islington and he went to Ragland and Latimer, but uh, I think when he was about twelve or thirteen, they moved down to Portsmouth um, for for a bit, and and then sort of the the, the Second World War broke out. Uh, so and and then I think they moved again. So he never really had a, a settled family home from about the age of 13, 14. And, yeah. and I think that was possibly made him a little bit of an awkward individual at times because he didn't sort of have a, a settled, uh, I suppose, t- teenage years. And, and unfortunately, his, his mother died, I think, around about 50, you know, when he was sort of 15, you know, early 1940s. So I think that obviously um, affected him and he had to grow up quickly. Yeah, 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 of course. Well, what about, I guess that's a pretty good segue into your younger years, mate. So what what age do you reckon you came down to Winchmore for the, first, the club for the first time, I should say? The oh, I did, well, I was, I've been over there all my life, Dom. I mean, there's a yeah, fair yeah, time I've been over there. <laughs> good. I, I think the first time I can sort of remember the club, I, I was, I don't know, I must have been about five or six watching the football and they used to have these um, old boot baths outside of the um, the back of the pavilion, where you know, as you came up from the football pitch, you, you cleaned your football boots. And I, I, I was sort of mucking around and, and fell over and, and was at the bottom of one of these boot baths. And, and luckily, a guy called Bert Prosser, who's um, uh, no longer with us, f- fished me out. And uh, after that, we always had quite a, a close sort of relationship over the years. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's do you like? Oh, have you has someone just told you that story? Or do you reckon you can? No, remember I it? sort of remember it um, because getting a bit of a bollocking when I got back home. But you know, just sitting in the yeah. bar afterwards, all covered with muddy water. Um, yeah, I, I could. Yeah, oh. it's just one of those things that you know. Thankfully, Bert was around. Yeah. Oh, Jeez, no. that's yeah, that's scary things. Yeah. This could have been a bit of. Diff- Bit of a different conversation, mate. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, and so always, always the youngster playing cricket and football. That that's you. I mean, yeah, so you, you went out a little bit there. Yeah, I, so, I played. Um, yeah, cricket. I've, I've always played at the club, um, Colts and seniors. Um, when I was growing up with football, I was, I was a pretty keen footballer and played for a, a Sunday morning side called Eversley. Um, at that time, Winchmore Hill didn't have a junior section for football. Um, so I, I, I started playing senior football at the club when I left school. The, I yeah. went to Latimer. They, the uh, Latimer old boys had a team. But um, 
I, th I think the um, the deciding factor for me was they used to play over at First Farm, and I just went over there once, and I thought, you know what, I don't really fancy putting the goal, the, the nets up on the goalposts before every game. We're at the club, you know, and and the facilities yeah. at the club and the football pitch, you know, first thing football pitch is fantastic. So, yeah, 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 yeah. certainly didn't regret it. Yeah, pretty. No, no, fair enough. And like, do you have any sort of like, um, like from from a cricket perspective, do you have any sort of memories of like, because obviously names from that era mean nothing to me, but as a youngster, do you have memories? You mentioned one in, in Mr. Prosser, but was there anyone else that was around that you feel like, oh yeah, they were my coach or they were an influence yeah, um, on me when I was young yeah, playing cricket football? Yeah. I, I suppose I started playing senior cricket at quite you know young age, 12, 13, that sort of age. Um, and, and at the time... Prodigy. Yeah. Well, I was, I was playing in the fours and fives, Dom, you know, like you yeah. should do. And, uh, but, yeah, um, yeah I, I suppose at the time, the, 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 say so being a family club, in the first team you had sort of names like the, the, the Feltons, the Metzens, uh, Lionel Rogers, John Tate, uh, Dave Parrish. So they always took quite a keen eye on, on what the youngsters was doing. And obviously with my dad being at the club, it, it, you know, they, they just took a keen eye on, on what I was doing, what Colin Metzen was doing um, and, and Bruce Felton, you know, those sort of guys that were starting to come into the senior size because it's just part of the natural transgression really um where yeah. you, you know your, your family's there and 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 you, you you see your dad playing football or cricket and you want to be part of that as well and those those fellas you mentioned they're sort of they they were your close pals from, yeah yeah i mean know, bruce, all the way bruce, yeah that's right bruce felton um was a very good friend he's two years older than me he played a lot of club cricket uh, obviously, Colin Metzen did, who you know, played for Middlesex and Glamorgan. And yeah. there, there were two, felt, two, two, two brothers, there were Howard and, who, Howard and Brian. And Howard actually moved away, but he had three sons, Roger, Mark, and uh, I think it was Michael. And, and Mark was the better player out of the three. So I, I sort of keep in contact with him a little bit. And he, he, he's an MCC member, so a decent player. But at that, yeah, they, I think they moved away early 70s so so mark would have played his cricket outside of middlesex but you know decent player yeah i like i people that are listening are probably this would be probably a pretty big theme for this one is i'll just keep asking you about names and who was around at different yeah. times because like for me and i guess for people my age like this one is like a real chance to get an insight into just the generation past i'm not trying to say you're you're old or anything neil but it's a nice uh nice nice snapshot into the into the past mate i've i've hung up the whites now as well we're in the same hey. boat mate so don't worry about that but um so I, one thing i did want to ask so before we sort of get into your time playing senior cricket um yep. it's just like is there anything that you and I'm really putting you on the spot? So if you say there's nothing, that's okay. But is there anything that you like that stands out that you like? This is different about the club then. Do you know what I mean? Like trying to give us a bit of an insight, or was it the same? Do you, does it feel the same? Was there anything that you noticed that when you were younger, coming into senior cricket, that stands out to you? That's different to now. Yeah, I, I would say that the 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 age group of the the first team was generally older. Um, so yeah. you were dealing, you know, yeah, I, I, I suppose I, I started playing 
uh, first team cricket on a Sunday when I was at 14, 15-ish, but then the, the proper stuff on the Saturday when I was about, I don't know, 17, 18, 17, 18-ish, yeah, something like that, that they they took it very seriously in, in terms of... that They weren't quite school teacherish, but they, they certainly yeah. made you were aware of your responsibilities that you were playing for Middlesex, uh, sorry, for Winchmore Hill rather than, than Middlesex. And every, in the every, every laid though. Yeah, and, and things like that. And, it, and you know, we, we um, you know, you don't, you, you don't give it away to Enfield. You know, you might be 70 for eight chasing 230, but, but you know, you finish 75 for eight, you don't let them win. So it, yeah. there was quite a bit of that. And, and, the, I've mentioned a few of the guys, Jack Adamson, Dave Parrish, Alec Lee was another one. They were quite feisty individuals. Um, yeah. So, uh, and, and then they were sort of offset a little bit by, by a guy called John Tate and Lionel Rogers that were more of the calming influence on the side. But the, the first three were always sort of spoiling, not spoiling for a fight with the opposition, that's possibly too strong a word. But they, they certainly made sure that you, you were committed when you went out to play cricket for Winchmore Hill's first team. Does anything anything stand out to you specifically, like any good sprays or any any scraps? No, not. I, I, I think Alec Lee was the one that was always that, uh, quite close to, when I, yeah, quite close to sort of uh, crossing the line, I would say. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. No. Yeah, they were good lads uh, at the end of the day. But yeah, they, they just told you how it was, really, and you had to respect that. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I, like, I hope that things are still like that a little bit, like at the club. But yeah, you always knowing where the line is drawn as well, which is, which is important for sure. I, I think the difference is now is that it, it's, it's, yeah, you, you're, you are encouraged more to, 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 to give your views at a younger age group. Which which is good, you know. You know, you, you you know, if you're there on ability, um, it's nice to be able to be in that position where you feel that you can express a view, um, and and I I think that's that's a good thing. Um, where I think in the past it was, you got you know you batted and you bowled, and um, we'll tell you what where you should be, you know what you should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. Did um. Uh, like so, what? Give, give us a bit of a picture about your time coming up through the grades. Like, how many seasons did you serve before you got to the first? Um, did you have any success in the lower grades? Yeah, I, um, yeah. I, I mean, it was very much. Um, you, you started. I, I can't remember how many sides we had. I mean, I, I was still playing um, schools cricket on a Saturday. So that, that was very much, I, I would play uh, for Latimer on a Saturday. And, and as I got older, you know, you had more afternoon games on a Saturday for, for, for Latimer. But they were good there that they sort of knew that, the, that I wanted to play a higher level of cricket. So, you know, sort of lower six, upper six, I started playing more for Winchmore Hill um, senior sides, but, you know, sort of in the threes and twos to start with. Um, yeah, and, and then you just sort of progress from there. I, I, I sort of, I, I did okay. I got a reasonable score, I think, in the in the threes and was promoted to the twos. And, um, I, I, you know, I, unfortunately, Dom, this is quite a long time ago, so I can't remember no. how it all went. But I can remember I had quite a good run in the twos. Um, I can't remember if I opened the batting or not. 
but I've got sort of, you know, let's say five fifties in seven innings or something like that. And then for the last two or three games of that season, and we didn't have any promotion or relegation. And I think at that time, the first team were mid-table, but they were, they were becoming an ageing first team. So I, I was thrown in for the last three games of that season. Yeah. Um, of which, um, I don't think it was my debut, but um, we, we always used to play Edmonton towards the end of the season. And um, they had a certain John Snow opening the bowling for them. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so, so that you, was quite interesting. Were you batting in the top order? I was opening. Oh, wow. Because you, like, now, like, you haven't sort of said, and it's hard to talk about yourself, but you you were an occupier of the crease who yeah. played strokes as well, right? Is that how we describe you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was an accumulator. Like, that could, play snow. could play shots when I'd been in there for about three hours. <laughs> I I always had to play shots from the I always had to play shots from the first ball because I was never fit enough to occupy for a long yeah. long period of time. Yeah, so I, I I do remember I do remember that game because they obviously John Snow and and as growing up as a kid he was pretty much my idol actually you know the the, the way he bowled in Australia and and that sort of thing that uh, yeah I I, I I yeah. I did like John Snow, but they had a. I opened the batting with a guy called Steve Poulter, who was a very good player. He was on the Middlesex staff at the time, um, and he'd actually he'd come through the ranks at Ali Pali, Alexandra Palace. But because they weren't in the the Middlesex League, he was told to move to a, a Middlesex League club. So when I went out to bat, um, we just had a chat. Well, we'd say a chat. He told me he was going to take John Snow, and I, I'll, I'll go down the other end. Um, yeah. And the, the opening bowler, the other opening bowler was a guy called Dougie Clark, who was most probably outside of snow, the next fastest bowler in the Middlesex League. So it, it, it didn't really make much difference what end of the, you know, end of the, the, the wicket you were batting. Um, but a very good mate who was wicketkeeper at the time at Edmonton, a guy called Richard Marlowe. And uh, I'd known him for years. But so we were having a bit of a, you know, bit of a piss tape basically you know good to see that you're still you know away from Jon Snow and then I, I did finally get to face Snow and I hit him for nine in three balls <laughs> um, but none of them were in front of square <laughs> so, good and 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 then then he bowled me a bouncer and uh, I, I think I, I my, my bat was just about about head height where the wicketkeeper was you know throwing the ball to gully and he yeah. just sort of said I wouldn't try that again son and it was like well <laughs> no shit Sherlock of course I'm not yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> mate what an experience though well, and I like just obviously you're not wearing a helmet no, yeah no, that's right yeah that they weren't yeah yeah. Yeah, so they weren't even close to being invented then, I don't think. No, perhaps really was early 80s, wasn't it? And this would have been about 78, 79, I think. Yeah, wow, that's that that's crazy. Just like, did you, and, and you, did you always play the pull and the hook shot? Uh, very poorly. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I suppose really on, on our wickets that the, the, the hook shot was never really in the equation. Um Pull shot, yeah. I think in my younger days, I, I would have done. As I got older, I, I certainly wouldn't have done. Um, yeah, 
only off, only two off spinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half trackers, you can get yeah. them down. <laughs> but yeah, no, I. He's a bloke. That's yeah. just a great story. That, that was the back end of the first season. Yeah. And I, I suppose going back to helmets, it, it was just, I, I always. I didn't actually ever wear one when I batted, even towards the end, because I just sort of thought you got to stay focused. You know, if you wear, I'm sort of a bit of the belief that more people have been hit on the head since they've been wearing helmets as opposed to before. So I just think it, you, you focus and you, it stops you from playing shots like the pull or the hook shot that you know you can't play and, and thinking yeah. that you can do because you're protected. Well, and I, I and like like I always have to preface these things uh, with I was a very poor player really, but I found the amount of times that I've you know pulled one off my nose just for just because I had to otherwise I was going to get hit and I've just absolutely creamed it for four. Yeah, like there there is something you 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 do you even play better shots when when your life is in danger yeah i mean i i say that with some hyperbole but yeah it's the adrenaline yeah definitely it must be um so in that let's when you said about that first team that you that you've gone into was it most of the names that you've sort of that you've mentioned already who were playing first team, or do you remember like like who the stalwarts were when you first? Yeah, I playing? mean, yeah, the, the stalwarts were very much those guys: Lionel Rogers, uh, John Tate, uh, a guy called Dennis Seaman had been the opening batsman. That's that's was the person whose place I took. Um, Trying to think, Alec Lee was a bowler. You had uh, Dave Parrish was the wicketkeeper. Uh, Tony Chan was playing as well at those times. He, he just sort of joined the club. Who's who was a very good off spinner. Um, yeah. God, I'm trying to think who else was playing back then. Terry would have been in and out of the team. I'd have thought Terry Braithwaite. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much what who who, who I remember. And I, I do apologise. Oh, John Noah. John Noah was the other one. That's right. There, there was, there was, he, he was quite a feisty character as well. Um, you might have met John. He's been to a couple of cricket dinners. But a, a, good, a good left arm round bowler, tight. It's a very tight bowl, very tightly. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I would have come across at some point. Did, um, and then I guess it, it's, it's sort of, hard to talk about like successes and you can't remember too much individual stuff but like we you were just locked in first team opening batsman for for what multiple yeah, quite seasons a few years. Then, right? I, I suppose until i was captain and then i started to move myself down the order okay is, did you really is that <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, um, yeah I, I was mostly having the batting for a good 10 years or so uh possibly more so yeah 10 12 years something like that um, and I, I suppose as the years went on, I, I did lose it a little bit with my batting, but my bowling got better. Um, yeah. And, and it was sort of coincided with as well towards the end of the eighties, you know, the, the Mohammeds coming down and playing cricket, you know, Nad and Sal were two very good batters, Bowers coming through who, who were all better players. So, um, yeah, that, 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 that was it. Who else came down? Uh, yeah, we just started to become a, a stronger all-round team, and, and, but it was definitely seemed to be 
the, the, the batters that were coming through were better than we what we'd had. Um, so yeah, I, I could always you, bowl. And, so. and were you were you captain by then? I think I was. I started. I was captain in nineteen ninety. That was my first year. I captained for four years. Um, yeah, but we yeah we were lucky to pick up Nads and his brother. Oh yeah, another guy called um, Will Seller. He 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 joined. Um, he was a decent player. I, I mean, unfortunately, Dom, I'm trying to think this is sort of 30 odd years ago. So I might be a little bit out yeah. on some of the dates when, when they did come through. But I, th- I think that I, perhaps the Mohammeds came when I was captain, actually. And I, like I, I've heard you talk about the Mohammeds before and they, they must have been serious players. Like did that, did, did those boys come and down, not just those two, but the other people you mentioned, Yeah. did that lead to some success in the 90s or what? Yeah, what, we, we what started sort of, to pick up a bit. It. Yeah, we started to pick up a bit. I mean, we'd, we'd um, I think the late 80s, we were all, you know, out of the 18 sides in the, the division because we, we just had one division. That was it. Yeah. So we didn't split till the end of the 90s. We were pretty much bottom end for sort of last three or four years of the 80s, I would say, under, uh, I think it was John Jarvis's captaincy. Um, and then under my four years, I would say we were sort of a fairly safe mid-table team, but we got into, um, we used to play a lot more cup games um, that, or in cup competitions. And um, we started doing pretty well in, you know, I, I suppose punching above our weight a little bit in, in those cup competitions. Um, and we, there was the evening standard, the, the, the Middlesex at that time was basically the fourth or fifth one that we considered. You know, if he, if he gave us a, a list of importance of competitions for, for, for availabilities, it was pretty much the national, followed by the evening standard. There was one called the, the Bertie Joel, which was generally played in midweek games, uh, sorry, midweek, which was 45 overs. That was a good comp. Um, and then the Middlesex. And we, we started to do quite well in the standard, um, and we also we got to uh, oh I'm trying to think with the Bertie Joel we got to Southampton beat us in in the semi final one year then we lost to Finch Hampstead the following year and then we did actually get to the final um, on the third attempt uh, but then unfortunately we got completely battered by Bishop Stalford who were a very strong side at the time so. Yeah. That, that was, and, and, and I, I think that sort of set us up a little bit for the, you know, the back end of the 90s when we were a good side. We, yeah. I think we just sort of had a better attitude um, and, 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 you know, not so much afraid of who we were playing because I, I think sort, sort of mid to late 80s, we were mostly a bit of a soft touch to some teams. Yeah. So we started, I think, get a bit of a backbone. Um, for, yeah, I, yeah, so so I think that sort of helped, and doing well in cup games would, you know, sort of just, you know, sort of led on a little bit to our league, and um, and yeah, so I think overall that that sort of um, yeah, we, we started to change a little bit then. I would say the so you you spoke about the midweek games and the cup being forty five overs each way, but. I guess we don't even think about it, but most of your cricket would have been what? How, how many overs in a day on a Saturday? Yeah, I mean, initially, the, the, you used to start uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon. We, we, these days, we'd only get we'd only get one innings in. 
And, and 20 overs, the last 20 overs is to start at either 6.30 or, or 6.45. So, so you'd basically be playing through to 8 o'clock, as near as damn it. Yeah, and it, yeah. it generally used to be round about 90 to 95 overs, that, that sort of amount of... of uh, because there was no, um, no limit on declaration. All right. So, so generally speaking, the way you looked at the um, the overs, uh, if you started at two o'clock, you knew pretty much twenty-five to five was about halfway-ish. Yeah. Um, and so, if anybody if anybody went on to five o'clock or, or, or ten past five, that wasn't necessarily you know that was con- that was sort of considered not cricket, so to speak, but. I suppose the good thing about it was it was a little bit of a handicap system for the weaker sides if they were batting first. And uh, yeah, and 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 uh, you know at the end of the year that the side that wins the most games wins the league. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right, and it's and it it is it is real cricket. And um, I mean, I, I'm I'm an advocate in the lower the lower leagues for pretty much straight what we would call one day cricket or limited overs yeah. cricket. But the higher up you get, you've got to you still have to experience those great tight games where you you know you get to the end of the day and there's still three three results Result. possible. Yeah. They're, they're the best days. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally uh, agree. So yeah. So then you, you spoke about the late nineties. Like when did you start to like so like I'm thinking now you're saying this is about 20 years playing first team cricket I guess yeah 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 no I I I started I think elite cricket about 77 78 I think I might be 78 9 um and I did go on to I think 01 I think I played in 01 possibly 02 so I did play over four decades wow that's an achievement in itself. It is. It, it, it was up there. And then, unfortunately, Dave Litwood, I think, played in 2011, which, <laughs> yeah. which put him over five decades. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he's, he's a different animal, Littlewood. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do, you, like, do, do any seasons stand out, like, from a team perspective as, like, that was our best you know, our best season yeah, I mean, that you yeah, were playing, yeah, obviously. We had, good, we had a couple of good seasons where I, I think we came, oh, God, we definitely came, I think we came second, third, second, something like that. But the, the, the first time we came second, um, we we came second by three points and we had five points deducted for playing uh, an overseas player that had played a first-class game that we didn't know about. Is this this Kiwi? Yeah. That- uh, yeah. So, I mean, I suppose the only good thing is that we found out, I think, after the third game, um, we were docked five points. But Bronsbury won it. Um, and we obviously, we came second. But we were so far ahead of third place, you know, by about 40, 50 points. So that was obviously a bit gutting because, you know, we, we you know, us and Bronsbury were the two best sides by distance at that time. Um, and yeah. then I think the other time we came second to Teddington. Um, and I mean, to be fair to Teddington, I, I think the the way the fixtures had gone, I think we had, we played one game more or they, they'd had one game more rained off than us and still won it. So, you, you know, hats off to them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's how it shakes out, I suppose. But still, yeah. I mean, like still, Two pretty good seasons. 
And, yeah, and I, we, we were always and trying to that that was it, you know, sort of we'd got to, I, th- I think it was sort of, uh, I have to look back at the, the books, but we, we, we were certainly sort of up and there and thereabouts for about a good, you know, sort of three or four years and we're doing well in the Cups as well. So, uh, yeah, no, it was good fun. I mean, it was a good side to play in. And so then did you ever, did you do the thing that the sort of the generations before yours did and uh, go back down to play in the twos or anything like that? Yeah, I, I went back to, I went I'm back trying down. to think, did you go down and captain the twos at the end? No, I didn't. I, I, the, the, the one regret I have is that um, I went back down to the twos for about a season and a half or, or played for two seasons. And uh, at that time, um, I, I, yeah, I'm just trying to think what the boys were doing. The boys were beginning to play a bit of school sports as well at the weekends. But um, I should really have just gone straight down to the third team and, and, and captained that. Because at that time, I was beginning to sort of get involved with the Colts. So I knew a few of the kids coming through. Uh, and yeah. and I, I think my time certainly would have been spent better down there. Um, you know, I'm very much of a view if you're in the second team, you're in the second team because you should be trying to get in the first team. And, yeah. you know, I'd had my time and, and, and I shouldn't, have, you know, at that sort of particular time in my life, there was no way I should be playing first team league cricket. So I, I should have, yeah, that, that's one regret I have. I should have gone straight to the threes and perhaps captain the threes or, or yeah, in, being a senior figure there. And is that, is that what it was? So, cause in, in my mind, like, and I did joke before about like a different generation, but like you're, you're a young man, you're a young man when I arrived on these shores and like, I, I, I always sort of feel like you're one of those guys that hung up the boots early, but did you sort of feel like it was time? Was it obvious to you or? Um, I, I think it just got to this stage, you know, your body and, and, uh, you know, I, I suppose I sort of gave up between sort of, I suppose, playing serious cricket at 43-ish, uh, you know. Um, could I have gone on longer? Yeah, as I said, I, I think my regret was that I should have played third, gone straight to the threes, and then I think I would have played on a bit longer. Um, and did you, did, did you did you ever get to play with your boys at any level? Yeah, I, I, I played, um, yeah, I played... All, all three of them. I played with, um, uh, I'm trying to think, um, Harry and, I played with Harry mostly more than the other two uh, in the threes, and possibly twos. I, I think I played once with Harry in the twos when I got the call at about 20 past one when there was a no show. But I, overall, I've played with both um, Harry and Charlie in the threes a couple of times and a couple of times with Jack in the fours when he was captain. Yeah. And with so, Dom in the threes, mate, we played yeah, one game yeah. together. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think my view with 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 um, it, it depends who you talk to, you know, sort of father and son. I I I just had such a great time in the change room without my dad being there. That my my view was I didn't want to spoil their fun in the change room because I obviously I know what goes on in the change room and I, I just don't think you want your your dad in there sort of, and, and you have to double check everything you say type thing. So, um, yeah, it's their time, you know, so uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was fun playing a couple of times, but um, um, yeah, no, it's very much, I think it, it, it was their time at the time. They've got to sort of experience cricket and, and, and grow up and enjoy themselves without their sort of dad looking over their shoulder the whole time. 
Yeah, no, I, uh, mate, I, I completely get that. I I've, see, I've, I've never really thought about that before because my dad was never. I'm not an athlete, but my dad never played oh, any sport. Don't be I've so always sad. played, and he never played. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm decent at table tennis. I reckon I'm probably the second best table tennis player at our club wow. uh, from the cricket section. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I never, I, yeah, well, we'll have a game someday. But I never, um, yeah, I know, so I never experienced that. So that's an interesting perspective. I, yeah, and you're exactly right. I, I get that straight away. You wouldn't want that. It'd be like, yeah, like having, like you said, your teacher there or something. You wouldn't. Yeah. You just feel a little bit maybe uncomfortable. So yeah, and that's that's really wise of you actually. Hmm. Thank you. Like, and and you know because there's always a big joke, isn't it? Like some some dads some some dads have to you know the word now is alpha. They have to alpha their sons, don't they? It's like it's good to be able to step away. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, you you know the the classic phrase is you, you want your kids to grow up to be independent and so don't complain when they are and and, and just let them get on with life yeah no nah, it's good stuff um what else we got here i guess we're sort of we're pretty close to the end of the playing career mate but i just sort of wanted to ask you about the transition to behind the scenes and transition to the board because you know board. chairman now so what what did that look like yeah what that um yeah, I'm enjoying it. You know, obviously, uh, it's it's a place that's very close to my heart. Uh, when dear old Byrne was alive, he was always on at me to get back onto the committee. Uh, and I said I would do when, you know, sort of I, I didn't really have so much responsibilities with my work. Uh, and so I, I, I suppose it was a case of, you know, it's fantastic that the uh, when we won the Prem in 2012, and then we did go backwards, uh, sort of in 13 and 14. And, and and I think I was just got to this situation that you sort of thought, well, I, I can be one of those guys in the cheap seats, you know, sniping the whole time, or, or you can put your, your, your hand up and, and try and change things. Yeah. Um, so I, I sort of decided on, on, on the second option there. Uh, and I think we've sort of come back... Um, you know, obviously, I'd, I would prefer to be having this chat when we're in the Prem um, and, and the sort of the second team in at least one, you know, sort of at least one division higher and the same with the threes. But it, it, it does take time. But I, I think we've got some good young kids coming through. And and yeah, it, it's I think it's a thriving section now. So hopefully I've, I've sort of done something right along the line somewhere. I I, I definitely think and I... I know you're probably not going to accept too many compliments, but yeah, you've done a great job as far as I can tell. Um, I, I you're the only chairman that I've had there, but I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think I think. Well, I mean, I and I I also talk on behalf of anyone that I've brought into the club. So, and there has actually been a few over the years, namely Chris McCormack, or but even mates that have come in for one game, and everyone says like it, it's the best club they've ever played for. So, and that starts at the top, mate. So. Yeah, no, it is, yeah, it is I, true. You've done a great job. And, um, yeah. I, th I think it's all, you know, as we touched on earlier, it's always been a family club, but it's always been sometimes perhaps a bit too social <laughs> rather than sporting. <laughs> but um, if, if, if you've got, a, you know, if you've got a lot of people that want to stay behind for a drink and, and, um, that, and obviously love the place, I, I think it starts to feed off on, you know, friendship, which means you get better team spirit and things like that. And, 
Um, yeah, so, so I, I think that's what sort of one of the things that I sort of tried to do quite early along with, um, you know, sort of have a good look at the Colts. Our Colts numbers were going down and uh, I, I suppose Jim was a bit of a left field higher. But, you know, if you get the numbers in, um, hopefully you, could, you can start to see the, the benefit of the better players starting to come through, which I think that's what we're, we're, you know, we're seeing now with the likes of Blundell, um, Webster, you know, Gunter. OK, Van, Van de Geest yeah. is away at uni and, you know, the Forrester boys. So there's a good little nucleus there that you, you hope will, will still be around in 10 years' time. Yeah, and and no, and and again, I you know I apologise if if I forget anybody of the the younger guys coming up, but but the nice thing is is it's nice to see him even in these sort of COVID times, and the weather's freezing, still sort of staying around for a beer outside because you know you can see already that the that the, the you know the loyalty or, or, or the club means something to them already, which is which is great to see. Yeah, and that, and you know, I, I say this to everyone, Neil, and, and people who listen to this a lot probably have know what I'm going to say, but it's not just with those lads that you mentioned and the rest of them, your, your, your Karen Beers and your Billy Coughlin's yeah. and, and everyone, Owen Boffy, Emilio Dwyer, all these lads, I could easily have a beer with them like they were 30 years of age, you know? They're yeah. not. They're not. They're not eighteen-year-olds. They. They. And that comes from club culture, I think. And I know we do like a drink. And like you yeah. said, maybe some of us too much. I put my hand up. But I mean, it's there is a culture there of we can have a beer. Everyone's level. Everyone's even. No matter what age, yeah. what stand of the cricket. And I think that's the most important thing. Is that is that culture? Yeah. No, I totally yeah. agree. Mate, I um, we like to do a few regular segments here, right, so I'll okay. throw you in the deep end if you've got a, if you've got a few more minutes. Uh, the first one we'd like to do is called the perfect innings, right? For anyone who's listening for the first time, it's it's just basically your best day. So your chance to tell us about the day that you know maybe a hundred or whatever it might be. Uh, a bit of a, a bit of a brag, mate. A bit of a brag. Oh God, I've got so many to choose from. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd have to say my my best innings was a hundred. I got at Finchley after tea. So that, that was just one of those games where you just bat and it's like you're batting in the nets. Everything seemed to come off the middle of the bat. Uh, and we won as well, which was great. Um, so, yeah, I, it was a, a, a good old hot day. And, and, and we've been bowling pretty well. And I came on to bowl and I was bowling OK. And I thought I'd let them off the hook. So I was a bit, and I think I was captain at the time. So I was a bit annoyed with myself at tea time because I felt we were just chasing 30 to 40 runs more than we should have been. Um, but yeah, I went out and, and it's just one of those games where every flick off the leg went for four, you know, if you hit it back past the bowler, it was, you know, uh, uh, you know, just went straight through. Um, but the, the, the other sort of funny thing about that day was I always remember my, my dear old burn, um, he parked up at the bottom of Finchley and he could see that I was on a few and he, he was such a nervous watcher 
um, that he just, I, I could see him, but he just hid behind the trees. He didn't want to sort of jinx me or anything. But yeah. uh, no, we, we finally got there. So yeah, that was a good win. Yeah, we chased, I can't remember what we chased down, but I think I ended up with that 110, 115 not out. So oh, that, that, not out. Not That's, out, yeah. Mate. I mean, if you, if you get past 80, you shouldn't really get out, in my view. I think it well, it depends how much time you got with the run rate. Yeah, yeah but anyway, different different era of cricket. But mate, hundred red in a chase as captain—that yeah. is that, the dream. That, That's and 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 the the other one, Dom, because I know you asked me for two. I'm sure you asked me for two. Mate, was, you can do yeah. twenty twenty two <laughs> yeah, if you want. No, no, I won't bore. I won't bore the pants off of everybody. It was we played. In the evening standard at Wimbledon away, who were top of the Surrey Prem at the time. And it was, yes, yeah, evening standard. And in the write up, they always gave a write up on the Friday. And it was along the lines of Wimbledon, top of the Prem, shouldn't have too many problems with mid table Winchmore Hill from the Millsex League. And so all I had to do was, I think we had certainly one Mohammed in the team at the time, um, you know, just show, just show them that article. And we were ready to go, basically. But um, yeah, it, it took us ages to get there, but we finally turned up on the longest day of the year and the umpires were already trying to reduce the overs, which I sort of said, well, this is crazy. You know, we can anyway. So they, they started well and I think we restricted them to 230, 240, but I managed to burgle a few at the death and get something like four for 25 and open the batting and, and got 45 up. 45 or 40, something like that, 45, 50, which set us on our way. And we won with about eight or 10 overs to spare. Oh. And, uh, uh, yeah. So that, that was a good, that was another good day. That is brilliant. So mate, one that, league game, one cup game. Yeah, mate. What two, two absolute belters. Hundred, I was going to say like, you know, hundred red captain chasing. That's Coley-esque. And then, just wickets, wickets, and then opening the batting and getting off to a flyer. Mate, well, I wouldn't dream. say it was a. Fl- I wouldn't say, yeah. I wouldn't say it was a flyer because it was mostly with myself and Bowers opening the batting. If you, but like, in, if you chase them with ten overs to spare, two forty, you must have been going yeah. a decent no, click or yeah, something. I think we did that well. I mean, I think Nad's got a few that day as well, so uh, he saw us home. Yeah, mate, outstanding. Outstanding. That's that's so good. Per, that's and and you know you got the essence of the perfect innings. That's exactly what it's about. Is because everyone remembers that one day when they're batting and every clip goes for four and every drive yeah. just happens to hit the pitch and kick on. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I think exactly they had quite an aggressive field. Uh, they had quite an aggressive field to me as well. So that was quite nice as well. That you just knew that um, and anything through the field was four. But isn't that that's the benefit of opening the batting? Yes, it's exactly. the heart. It's the, it's the hardest place to bat, but you know you get value for your shots. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, mate. The next one we'd like to do is the six aside. So I've sprung this on you pretty late. I don't know. If you could pick a, pick well, a I've only, I've, yeah, I've only got to find five other players, haven't I? Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, only five. You're opening the batting and captain and the bowling. Yeah, exactly. No, so okay, um, my my six. Uh, I've got to start with Nads, Nad Mohammed. Yep. Graham Rose. 
Tell me, just give me a little bit. So I've heard I've heard a bit about Nad Muhammad already. He's a middle order batsman mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Nad's batted generally three or four, and was sort of I, I suppose he would always bowl his nine overs in a cup game, uh, and certainly bowling league games. He'd, he'd mostly come on first or second change, bowling big, quite big in duckers. Yeah, serious but, cricketer. And, yeah, and and a decent, a very good fielder. And Graham Rose, tell me. Yeah, what Graham, he Rose, did. Graham Rose, uh, big, big all rounder. Um, played for, well, he started at Middlesex um, and basically went to Somerset when when um, the whole Botham, the Richard Shulgarner situation happened. So Botham left, uh, I think he goes to Durham or Worcestershire. I think he went to Worcester. So, yeah, so, so Rosie went down to Somerset to fill in for Botham uh, and they loved him down there. <laughs> So he he was nick I think his nickname down there was Hagar after the um, the cartoon character that's in the Sun, the so, horrible. Yeah, but at one stage, wrote Graham had, I think he had the fast one season. He had the fastest three. He had the fastest hundreds in three competitions, like the the Sunday League, the Benson Hedges, and John Plaka, and and they still wouldn't pick him for England. And and he was a decent wow. bowler as well. So he would be. Number two, uh, then you got Frankie Griffiths, who needs oh, yep. an introduction. That'd be three. No, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, a guy called Gary Black, who I played with for a couple of years in the 1980s. A very good player. Yeah. All rounder again. I mean, when, when I was uh, playing in the, I suppose, early 80s, um, Blackie and Rose used to open the bowling and used to bat three and four. So wow. not many people got a game that day, but they, they would, yeah. I mean, Blackie was an, another great fielder. Yeah. Um, I think you got one more. Well, no, I've got two, Rid. I can't really back myself. Uh, I've got, yeah, wicket keeper would be uh, David Elaine, I think. A better batter than, you know, Colin, Colin Metzen's a better wicket keeper, but I'd have to say Bones is the, the, the you know, the better batter. Oh, five, five, five. I would go for Tony Chamugan, except you can't run and he can't bat, but a decent off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who. Oh, God, five, 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 five. Do you need it's a spinner you need, you reckon? It's a spinner, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'd put Tony Chan in. I mean, his record as a bowler yeah. deserves it. But uh, yes. yeah, those are, so like all those names I know. Um, I don't. I'm not sure how many I've met over the years or who's been around. But I, I know all those names. So it's good just to hear, you know, your your perspective on a few of them. Which is yeah, it's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, mate. The we've wanted down here. The the last thing we normally like to do is a super over. It is the Super Over. It's magic, you know. Never believe um, so this one is just six right. questions. Take as long as you want. But, yeah, right. just things that we probably haven't touched on yet. Try to mop up a few things. Right. Fair enough. Um, so, mate, the first one... We've had we've had pretty pretty serious cricket chat here. 
Um, but you know me, I love to hear about the boozers in the teams. <laughs> and you haven't told me who the drinkers are that you went through the years with. So who who stands out as the, the best on ground off field? Uh, what well, just on the booze front or entertainment? And it could be more than one. You don't have to give me a champion. You two, like just any names that come into your mind. Who was good? Who was good fun? Yeah, I mean the, the Kenny brothers were always good fun. Richard and Keith, they were good fun. Maury was good fun until he normally went home at halftime. Though generally speaking, but it was good fun up to then. Um, God Almighty, that's I mean Tony Chan was. We always had a good laugh, you know, the Mohammed boys. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I mean, it's it's yeah. It's, there's been so many good guys over there. You know, even going back to you know dear old Lionel Rogers, he was always quite amusing in the bar. But the, the big boozers would be sort of like the Kenny boys, really. They they would get things going on the silly drinks. Yeah, uh, love that. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Was it? Um, is it? Was was your generation like ours? Was it singing songs and all that similar? The culture the same? Um, well, is is this going to go out before the watershed? <laughs> yeah, I think, like, mate, any it will do, but that's all right. Everyone no. knows it's explicit content. It's explicit content. I, th- I think I don't think there was too many people that wanted to sing songs. I, I think we were more of a generation that would would yeah have a few beers. And, and then try and go out to the clubs. Uh, yeah. Certainly on a Saturday night. Or, or it, you generally had more, I'd say, house parties, or you generally knew about people that are having house parties then than you do now. So that, that was yeah. always, you know, trying to hunt down or sniff out one of those to go to. And if not, you generally ended up in the Corbury Club on a Saturday night. Right. Is that a famous hall? Where's that? It used to be. It's... it's um, Close to uh, White Hart Lane Stadium. Oh, yeah. So that was, yeah, it, it was, it, it wasn't when I said proper night, it was sort of a, an upmarket version of the club, really. You know, it was, you know, it played good music. It wasn't a big place, but um, it was, ne- you know, although it's not in a particularly nice area, there was never any trouble in there. So it was always quite good fun. Yeah. No, that's good. I, yeah. yeah, mate, I just love I love the insight into different cultures and stuff like yeah. that as far as sports clubs. That's great, that's great stuff. Mate, I wanted to ask you, so like this is the other end of the spectrum now. So that's the boys. Um, mate, yeah, we haven't spoken about about your uh, lovely wife. Mate, I, I just have to see, is there a good story? How did you meet Leslie? How did I meet Leslie? Good. Um, we, right, how did I meet her? We'd, we'd been on tour to, I'm, it's a bit long-winded, but we'd been on tour to Sri Lanka and um, we'd had sort of, a, we, we, we all met up at the club is, you know, just going over photographs and things like that. Jack Adamson had arranged something on a Friday night. And, and then I think one of the, one of the, um, the guys I played football with on the Sunday morning, he'd organised a Sunday morning or sorry for, for the football section for the sunday morning football section there'd been a disco organized uh, a, a pub in barnet and um through a friend of a friend of leslie's she also knew of this disco that was going on on a friday night and and that's how we met up in there oh that's so, good. yeah so that was the first time i 
laid eyes on my darling wife. Um, <laughs> and as I say, there was, but funny enough, we, we ended up going back to uh, Hursty's. So, so that, that was sort of um, where we sort of, I suppose, had a better conversation. But um, she, well, one of her friends, Jackie, who's quite voluptuous, I sort of had more of my eyes on her while Hursty was was sort of trying to make his move on Leslie. So, uh, but as it <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. I've never heard that. So, yeah, obviously Hursty got rejected and, and, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Mate, that's so good. That's exactly what I'm after. Um... Mate, bit of a silly one next. Um, I couldn't, and I apologise to Jack Avon because I couldn't get him into this question, but a little bit of a, an ultimatum. So right now, you it's you in the current day and you, yep. you've you got a, there's a competition of 12 runs off the last over of a game. Would you rather you've got a bowl at Harry to defend 12 runs or you can bat against Charlie to make 12 runs? Um. Oh, that's a good question, that one. But I bat against Charlie or, or bowl against Harry. That's pretty much can, yeah. can I do both? <laughs> you back yourself in. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yeah. That's so good. Um, hey, I wanted to ask, we spoke about all these great Winchmore players. When did we start getting overseas players? Like, because obviously there's been, since I've been here, it's, I think, four Aussies and now Tipness. Yeah. Did, was that always a thing or did it, like, you always yeah. had overseas players? Yeah, pretty much. I, I would say possibly um, the first overseas player we had was a Sri Lankan. Um, Ber Bernard, somebody, I can't remember his surname, Bernard. But we always, and, and that came a little bit through Jack Adamson and the um, the tour to Sri Lanka. But obviously, with with our Sri Lankan connection with with Tony Chan and Rohan and a few of the Sid Jasakira, yeah. uh, we we had a, I think possibly two over. Can't really remember. And and then it, it was quite common for Australians just to come over and, and play cricket for a, for a season. Uh, and that's yeah. where we, you know guy came across. Uh, when did guy guy would have come over? I suppose mid eighties, but at yeah. that stage, it was quite common to have a, a antipodean come across, you know. And, and at that time, you know, you, you weren't just restricted to playing one in your team. So when 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 North Middlesex won the league, they certainly had five, I would say, you know, overseas players. Wow. Um, uh, and so yeah, we we yeah. So that's when it sort of started, and and um, obviously guy came over from Adelaide. We had a guy called um, Dave Burtonshaw who was also from Adelaide. He came sort of that sort of time, and then we had uh, two kids, James Orchard and uh, Chris Richley, who came from Adelaide. So we had that connection through Guy, and um, I always remember. Orch and Critch, they were only about 18 and they were quite young for their, you know, they were young 18 year olds. And that, that it just sort of seemed that, you know, Richmond had a couple of big South African fast bowlers, you know, Teddington had one of the War Brothers, and we get these two sprogs from Adelaide. And um, <laughs> uh, playing that, you know, Orch was a fantastic player, you know, he, he, 
he, I don't think he played the state game, a four-day state game for, for South Australia. But he certainly played some limited overs cricket. And yeah, he, he was, you could see, he's just a different class at that level. So yeah, he was very good. Yeah, they just sort of followed on from there, really. Um, yeah, well, obviously, Bir- Birkinshaw, then we got Shawsy, who we call yeah. Shawsy, Scott, his yeah, son. Yeah, that's right. right. So, yeah, so his dad, Bonza. Um, oh, I'm trying to, yeah, we couldn't get rid of him, Bonza. He came over, <laughs> I think, three times in five years. So yeah. that would have been around the late, yeah, 80s, early 90s, I think. Because, yeah, I think he played when I was captain. So yeah, he was a good player actually, Bonza. Yeah, Shawsy, Shawsy's yeah. a good player too yeah. from our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we'll have, have him back one year if we ever can, if he can stay fit. It's just the injuries for him. Yeah, that's right. I mean, his dad suffered with you know he had dodgy knees as well, but uh, he used to bowl off the wrong foot. I mean, it's just incredible seeing, you know, Shawsy Junior bowl compared to his old man, chalk and cheese. Yeah, yeah. Mate, um, two to go. Penultimate to question. Go. Yeah, mate. Yeah, penultimate question. This is an easy one, mate. Uh, we haven't spoken about your golf. Right. Um, and I, I was just going to frame it this way. Like, where are the, where are the best places you've played golf? What are, what are some of your – you must have played some lovely courses. Portugal, whatnot. Yeah, we played – we're lucky enough to play um, uh, St Andrews last um, – September October time, that that was unbelievable, wow. fantastic. And that's uh, the so there's a couple courses there, isn't there? Yeah, no, we played the proper one, the old course. So wow. I think within the actual sort of that area of Scotland, there's something like 18 golf courses. But we played, oh god, um, we played St Andrews on the second day, and we played the one next to it, which I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, St Andrews is. It, it was just one of those. Um, moments where you felt I must be playing, you know, outside of Lord, one of the great sporting locations in the world. Um, yeah, so that was fantastic on, on the golf side. There's a there's a course over in Portugal that I love called San Lorenzo that sort of runs along the coast. I think that's lovely. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Some yeah. So I, I'll put those two up there. There's my my two favourites to be quite honest. Brilliant. Lovely stuff. Something to aspire to for the yeah. for us young fellas. Exactly. One day, you never know. Get them exactly. Don't put it off. Uh, Talking about golf, Charlie sort of went, you know, when, when Abby first turned up and, and that, and when he came out of quarantine, he sort of said, Charlie sort of said, oh, you know, can, can we go to the driving range, you know, and I'll get Abby along, you know, just to make sure he fits in and everything. And I said, Charlie, he's left-handed. Yeah. So, what, you know, what are we going to do? Who do we know? Who do you'd, we have know? To, you'd have to rent, you'd oh, have right. to rent them. Hey, last one. Last question. Always the same memory yep. on the pool and board. Uh, best memory at Winchmore Hill at the club? I, I'm going to be very boring here, Dominic. There's too many. I, I can't really... Uh, um, at the club, I, I don't know. I mean, I've had so much fun down there. Um yeah. You know, some of the cricket dinners we've had recently have been fantastic. Uh, I thought, you know, y- you comparing it, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. I think so. some of the, you know, last two or three dinners, I think, have been great. Um, uh, but no, I, I, there's been some great moments, obviously, on, on the field of play at Winchmore Hill, you know, sort of 
on the first team pitch and obviously playing a bit of football as well out the back. Um, it's always nice to beat Enfield. So those moments yeah. also go down well. You know, yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I, I think I could come up with a few stories on the playing side, but I'd mostly put a few people in uh, <laughs> they might not like me, but no, I, I think so many fond memories. Yeah. No, Good mate, life. that's Friends. Abs- absolutely fine. And thanks, thanks for the kind words about the dinner. No insight into if we're ever going to have a dinner. So, I, the, I think there's a strong possibility, but it's, we just, I suppose, got to see how we, we, we're fixed on the, after the 21st of June, isn't it, really? That's the... Yeah. The day I think if we're, if we're free then, then I, I think the old um, diary will be coming out and, and putting something in pretty quickly. Yeah, well, uh, I mean that'll be partially, you know, not just for the dinner. That's nothing to do with me, but uh, trying to get some socials on as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mate, Neil, thanks so much. You've been so generous with your time, and no it's just been great chatting. Um, I've always oh. I always say I, you know, you and I get on every bit as well as I get on with Charlie or Harry or Jack. So, yeah, no, I love it. And, yeah, and Leslie bit, as well. So, yeah. I've got brilliant. a better Thanks sense so of humour than those guys. Yeah. yeah, they're too serious, aren't they? Far too serious. <laughs> uh, you well, there we have it. The chairman of the section, Mr. Neil Avent. What a ripping bloke and what a ripping life he's led down here at the pool and ground. Thanks so much for coming on, Neil. Really, really appreciate your time and thanks for everything you do around the club. It wouldn't run without you, mate. We're about to get out of here, guys. But first, let's hear from the Statman, Stat of the Week. I'm a Statman. All right, Statman, Stat of the Week for this week. Let's get out of here nice and quickly. I asked you earlier, who were the joint leading run scorers from last season during a pandemic year, scoring 603 runs each, which is pretty impressive probably double my highest ever season total here at Winchmore Hill well if you answered Harry Bowen and Emil Nawagamawa the doctor you were 100% correct fair play to those lads what sort of season is that in a global pandemic mate the only thing I did 603 of was drink pints of Guinness and eat pies so fair play fellas hey guys this is the end of the Paul and Pod for another week thank you so much for listening do all those good things rate, review, subscribe I won't go through all that shit again until next week go well on Saturday, go well on Sunday, up the hill. Don't forget though, drink lots of water. Look after you mates.